Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and thank you for joining me for yet another edition of the show. Um, I hope you're doing well. This January has felt... It has felt very January-ish, if you ask me. Maybe the most January, January of all time. So whatever you've got going on, hopefully the next hour or so will be something that can take your mind off things and maybe make you feel a little bit better. Uh, my amazing guest, Jack Remington, is coming up in just a moment. But there has been so much good Housewives kind of bits and pieces lately. First of all, the new trailer for Real Housewives of New Jersey season 11 was... Lit is the only word I can describe to be used to describe it, to be quite honest. Last season, season 10 was excellent, so they're coming into it in a great position, I think. And from the trailer, it seems like, I don't know, like they actually have something going on because, as we've mentioned on the show lately, Atlanta's a little bit slow to start off. We're only two episodes into Dallas, and I think there's some potential there too, but Jersey just seems like, yeah, you know what, we've got a story here. So I'm excited to see where that goes, and I'm cautiously optimistic um the real housewives of salt lake city they filmed their first ever reunion recently and we got to see the looks for that uh, a few days ago some interesting fashion choices and shout out to my friend david who sent me the he sent me the looks and said it looks like they're on the set of the late late toy show which is an irish uh pop culture reference on the real housewives meeting in a way i never would have expected so i i dug that we do have an oc reunion coming as well which I don't know if you saw Broman on Watch What Happens Live. I felt like Andy Cohen was just sitting there going, well, <laughs> it's a feat to be on a show with Paul Abdul and still manage to come out with some weirder stuff. But you know what? It's also what we need from our Real Housewives. So, you know what? Maybe it'll make the reunion kind of interesting. Who can say? But yes, things are moving in the Real Housewives world. And even if my faves like Beverly Hills and New York aren't on at the moment and Atlanta's a bit slow. I'll tell you, having those few hours of Housewives a week is, it is still something to look forward to and it keeps me going. So I am all about it. Um, I'm going to throw to the interview with Jack in just a second. I should say, had a little bit of sound issues on my end with this one. So it may sound a bit different to some of the recent episodes, but I think once you get into the chat, it should be fine. So it is time for a fabulous guest this week. Here is Jack Remington on Housewives and Me. My guest today is one half of the pop music duo Jack and Joel and is very busy with his rather hefty social media presence where he decides what is or isn't iconic and has helped create many a meme over the last few years. And of course, because he's into things that are iconic and he loves memes, he of course is a fan of Real Housewives. Jack Remington, welcome to Housewives and Me. Thank you very much. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I was just like, of course, Jack watches Housewives. Like it's it's engineered for him to enjoy. But how did you get into Real Housewives? Lockdown, to be honest. It was the bait thing of seasons one and two of Beverly Hills and one and two of New York. Um, at least I think that was all there was at the time, came onto Netflix UK um, mm-hmm. in summer of last year. And I was like, do you know what? It's so easy to watch in that sense. I'd seen Atlanta before. I don't know the number exactly of the seasons, but um, Kim and Sheree had already left. So I think it might have been Porsche's first Surround- season. Yeah, so that's probably up to about five. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I joined at five and watched for maybe like three or four seasons and then just petered out because it was at a time when I was then busy at uni or whatever. So I kind of have always been somewhat aware of what the girls are doing on Atlanta. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of know from the blogs and stuff what they're doing, even without having to necessarily watch it. And like, you know, the big blow up scenes and whatever. Um, and I'd always planned at some point to get around to it. And I thought, you know, no time like the present, whatever. And so I just became absolutely obsessed with Beverly Hills. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, but I'm quite a slow watcher. So I'm not one of those who like, I don't like to watch something and then watch a whole season in one go. I'll kind of like hop between different things. So I've only just finished season 10, uh, literally last week. So I'm up to date with Beverly Hills. Wow. Yeah, I like to kind of, I mean, even like Shit's Creek is my favorite program in the world. But with the final season, I let myself watch one episode a week. I like to span it out for myself so that I have something to look forward to. Well, I guess I'm just basically doing what 
TV programming used to be anyway, because obviously everything was weekly. And You've invented broadcast television. <laughs> <laughs> I have this whole thing where I watch one episode a week. Hear me out, guys. Hear Quite me revolutionary. out. Revolutionary. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of still do that without meaning to. I don't know, maybe I'm so programmed on just still watching things like I did when I was younger. But um, yeah, Beverly Hills completely up to date. Salt Lake City literally just watched last night's episode today so that I was wow. ready to talk to you about it. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. So you're oh, actually up to date in Salt Lake City as well. That's interesting. Yes, up to date on Salt Lake City and I'm nearly finished season one of Potomac. That's my next one. Basically because everyone on the TL was raving so much about the reunion and the receipts, mm-hmm. blah, 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 in season five of Potomac that I was like, as much as New York is one of the, you know, absolute pillars... I feel it's quicker to be able to catch up on Potomac to get to season five to then watch New York after in its entirety. But then not the way you watch it, babes, because it's, it's one of week <laughs> you'll be. <laughs> no, no, no. At the moment, I've, um, I'm flying through them. Um, okay. So I, yeah, I've watched like the last three. I just kind of forgot, which maybe is testament to it being a bit slow up until last night's episode, but I'd forgotten about Salt Lake. So I had like three episodes to catch up on. Because I have other shows I love so much, i.e. I feel like I'm so behind on all the housewives that I want to get into those discussions as quick as possible because like for so long I say that and then I watch one episode a week but at my speed because I just feel like there've been there's been so long that I've not known what people are talking about on the TL so I kind of skip past it but then when I've been catching up with Beverly Hills and particularly when I was on to like seasons nine and ten I was like I actually had to deliberately skip past it Knox didn't know what they were talking about because I didn't want spoilers I hate spoilers like I cannot deal with the spoiler so all this stuff about you know even like whilst I was watching the last few episodes knowing that Eric is splitting up with Tom was a bit like oh like I know it doesn't come in this season and it will come in season 11 but I just like to know absolutely nothing like I didn't know that Russell had died when I watched seasons one and two so that was like oh my god that oh, wow. I got the impact of what the telly should be so you've managed I know you say you take you I know you say you take your time yeah. watching things but you also still managed to get through 10 seasons of a show in since the summer so that's pretty impressive so what stood out for you binging Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and like what surprised you about it okay so it's difficult when you're catching up because I feel like I have to have certain opinions because of what the TL is saying or has said. So what's going on social media and stuff? Yeah, so what I would say by that is most of the people that I am mutuals with that watch it seem to think that Kyle is the devil. And (laughs) I, up until probably the most recent season, have always been pretty team Kyle. Not not above everyone else, but as in, like, I've never been really anti-Kyle. I think I struggle, I've always... I've never really warmed to Kim that much. And I think that's probably why. I think for a long time, if people were much more pro-Kim than Kyle, then obviously they hated Kyle because of the way that they thought she treated her, et cetera, et cetera. For me, I quite liked Kyle. And I think there's like, I don't know, I just think she was always relatively enjoyable. Obviously, she was a bit beggy with LVP. But then by season 10, because at the season nine reunion, they'd all said, you know, you're the matriarch of the group now, Kyle. Like you've always, you obviously are the only OG left and you blah, blah, blah. That massively went to her head. She was awful in season 10. You know, all that shit about um, having a go at Dorit for doing her glam squad before she arrived at (laughs) Teddy's gym event, which obviously so backfired on Kyle, not only because she looked like a pedantic idiot, but also because those Dorit photos are now classic in the meme canon. Like, they're so perfect. Staring out the window with that little ponytail flick. (laughs) Um, So I just think, uh, yeah, I've really gone off her now, so maybe... Because obviously season 10 was last year, maybe I, when I had thought everyone hated Kyle forever, maybe a fair bit of it was actually that they hated Kyle from this season, which is fair enough because she really fell from grace for me. Um, I still actually don't know how I feel about LVP. Obviously, she just had this weird unsaid exit in the end because she felt she was ganged up on. And obviously, bye, Kyle. See yourself out, darling. So, yeah, I'd always loved... LVP, although I did believe them all when they said that she was manipulative. Like the magazine in the suitcase, I did believe that. I stan Denise. I don't care what the rest of them said that she did or didn't. I just think, I don't, do you know what I mean? As in, yes, okay, she might have been lying about some of the Brandy stuff. She probably said with Brandy, whatever. I actually don't care. I don't think she owes them the truth or anything because I think they were horrid. Um, And I think Garcelle is the best addition in years. 
Okay, that's interesting. I mean, and as you pointed out with me, it's funny, I would imagine, because you watch so much relatively quickly that like, yeah. your relationship to, say, Dorit is probably very different now than it was, like, I don't know, two months ago. Totally, so. yeah. And the Kyle thing is such a good example because... I've kind of joked about it on the podcast before. Anyone who who's kind of come via Netflix is like, oh, I love that Kyle Richards. Us hardcore girlies who've been in it for 10 years are like, just yeah. you wait. Just yeah, you get yeah, to yeah, season yeah. 10 and then you'll, you'll feel a little differently about all that. But then what I was surprised at was like in season nine, I literally was like, oh my God, Denise is so kind. She's so sweet. She's so polite whatever and everyone was like oh my god you wait for season 10 and then season 10 I was like obviously yeah like she flipped and um obviously her husband way overstepped the mark whatever and like that is a really uncomfortable dynamic and totally but she's not you know she isn't him and I just think obviously like bravo 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 like cut the cameras dead ass like I get that <laughs> but then equally I just think she clearly didn't know what she was obviously what she was really signing up for and she didn't know the sharp tongue that brandy has and you know blah 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 i don't know part of me just thinks they were so horrid and my opinions have really switched as well like i was i wasn't a teddy stan because i don't think they exist but (laughs) they don't (laughs) i was really quite team teddy before only in the sense of like i felt sorry for her because i did think she was quite soft and uh you know easy easily hurt and I thought that when Sutton at the very start said, you know, I thought you'd be really boring to start with, that didn't thrill me. I was actually upset for Teddy because obviously she was pregnant and then she said that, oh God, and you're pregnant as well. And obviously Sutton clarified that with time and I actually quite like Sutton now. But I think she, for the first few episodes, Sutton in season 10 was not painted particularly well. It was all, you know, money, money. I have, I know Dolce and Gabbana who obviously the gays can't stand now anyway. Um, <laughs> so it was just a thing after thing. Um, but yeah, Teddy just... That whole, I'm glad she's not coming back. Let's just say that. I don't hate her. I just think she's just. She's, she's yeah, just I mean, I, Teddy is probably one of the most normal Real Housewives ever. And I feel like 100%. if you were in the same room as her, he'd probably be like, oh, she's perfectly fine. But I often was just like, I don't want this on my television. Absolutely. I think this is not the storyline I want to follow in this realm. I'm like, we could probably yeah. have a vegan chai latte that's like only three calories <laughs> in, a bar, in, a, in a cafe somewhere in LA. If you arrived somewhere. on time. Yeah, hundred percent. If I was there within the allotted 15 minutes, but I certainly don't want to follow her arc for three years of reality TV. Like... You can be nice, but you need to have personality and be a little bit larger than life. And Teddy just kind of wasn't. No. She's very friend of energy. There's, I don't think there's anybody that I hate. I think, um, I, Rinna is an interesting one because for a long mm. time I was like, oh God, I really like everyone's saying that Rinna is a nightmare. And like for a lot of the earlier seasons, you know, obviously she had all the kind of touting Kim stuff. And even though I'm not a massive Kim stan, I understood obviously that I was team Kim in that thing. But I was still like, Lisa makes interesting telly, you know, at least she owns up to the fact that she'll do anything for money. Like she's very, she's not got any airs and graces. She's just like, yeah, whatever, you know, and like that makes sometimes for good reality TV. However, this last season, I just think, and obviously all the Munchausen stuff, but this last season, I just think she, uh, I, I would be happy for her to get the chop. I like the idea of Kyle redeeming herself a bit. I haven't hated Kyle or haven't strongly disliked Kyle for long enough that I really need her off. You know how everyone else is like, literally yeah. just clean house, keep Dorit and keep Garcelle and get and basically get everybody else new. I'm not as far along that side. I would say Teddy, which she is. Um, oh, Erica, actually, how have we not even spoken about Erica? Erica is the biggest sadness for me. I feel bad because I'm a noted Erica Jane apologist, but now obviously I am walking that back due to current circumstances. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not like, go off. Like maybe yeah. we're playing victims, allegedly. I'm not on that train at all, just to be clear. <sighs> But I mean, the rea- if we're being very base about it and very crude, she's on a reality TV show. And if any of this is addressed on the show, it will be absolutely fascinating to watch. Oh, and she's already said, hasn't she, that was it on Elisa, one of Lisa's Instas or something? She said, you know, next season is going to be juicy. I mean, she knows that it's fully going to be about her because, of course, it has to be. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, 
I know people are like, oh, she doesn't give much of the shout. Now, before this whole thing, I was like, yeah, but I enjoy the confessionals and the cattiness and the random outbursts. Now I'm like, well, we need to keep her now because we have a real reason to keep Erica Rent. So to not to go on about this lawsuit, because I went from thinking I'll never talk about this on the podcast to it's come up almost every week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think she's either going to use the show for damage control or redeem herself, or it will all come out that she was involved in some very dark stuff. And either way, whether I like her or not, or kind of unapologetically stand the way I used to, maybe not, but I am very curious. I don't think it will be the latter. I really don't. Uh, I can't, because of, I can't see it being the latter. Because it just is so upsetting. It's, I'm so upset. It's a dark story. It is. One of my favourite Erica popping really? off moments is when she... She's at the, they're at that dinner. I think it's season eight. Yeah. Don't ever fuck me. Don't fuck me like that to Teddy. I was, cause it's like, Teddy is so like, Teddy's like, literally like, I didn't. Oh, okay. I won't. And I, I know, I know, I know Eric was wrong for that, but I think about it all the time because it's just so, it was so unintentionally funny. Don't fuck me like that. Oh, it was like, so unintentionally All she said was, you for, might've forgotten something. And Eric was like, oh, dear. Yeah, you. no, she but, said fake amnesia. That was why she was like, amnesia, maybe but not fake amnesia. Don't you fuck with me not like that. Like it was just so rolled off the tongue. And I actually was really felt sorry for Teddy there. Is there anyone you would love to see on um, Beverly Hills that isn't on Ooh. it now? Like a famous person, someone in that realm. Like yeah. Garcelle, as you said, was a great addition. Is there anyone you would love to see in the mix? Well, obviously there was that rumor, wasn't there, about Caitlyn Jenner and her close friend or manager. Yeah, that they were thinking of signing. I really need Megan Fox to have a redemption arc. I've been saying. Yeah. I've been- yeah i just the the woman with the funky thumbs like get her on and i just think who else is like that i guess in i would love to see katherine heigl um (gasps) wow that's that's interesting because obviously megan fox i feel has been wronged by the industry katherine heigl i think wronged the industry and therefore (laughs) needs some kind of oh because she was just she was so it i mean beyond obviously grays like the Ugly Truth is such an iconic film, like 27 Dresses. She was really it for me. And I just feel like she's, you know, blacklisted herself because she's so difficult to work with, apparently. You know, who knows what the situation is. Um, but it would be nice to... I just want... I think the idea of them signing Denise and having this, like, star power on the show is a really good idea. Clearly, it didn't work with Denise. Well, I mean, it made the show exciting I guess on the producer's behalf but obviously she left the contract early so someone like that who could have a good redemption arc and is like actually a bit clouty I think would be great she often said she was the victim of sexism because of how she was treated like when she she talked about knocked up and thinks she wasn't happy about that movie and then there's an argument that as you say that maybe she wasn't the nicest to work with and even people who've worked on Grey's Anatomy since have said that there was a point where they all got a bit like that. All the actors, because the show blew up overnight, became a bit nightmarish. So I actually think her talking through that story as her arc on Housewives would be so interesting. And I just feel like Kyle will be all over another actor in the mix. You know, Kyle, like, I, I've known Catherine for years. Oh and my I was gosh, actually yeah. meant to be on Grey's Anatomy with her. But she I came to see me on the set of Halloween when I was minus seven <laughs> years old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jamie Lee and I love her (laughs) oh my god poor old Jamie Lee getting roped into that store opening um what are your opinions on Kyle I get the impression you're not a fan I'm not a big fan in a way just because I have found her I find her a little bit passive aggressive and a little bit like poor me but I also do think even though she grates on me sometimes, I do think she's actually really important to the show. And I think she is kind of like, she's not to me, she isn't the matriarch, but she is a building block. And so in a way I would be loath to see her go in one sense, because I think she brings a lot. And I mean, I will tell you the original Halloween, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I want her on because, no joke. because she slapped him I, when she was five I've years seen old. her like 15, I've seen that movie 15 times and I am absolutely gagging for Halloween kills. So I'm kind of like, I want to watch Housewives and Halloween come together because it's the only time they ever will. So I'm like, you know what, for now, keep Kyle in the mix because I, I really want to scene where she's like, I don't know, got a Michael Myers mask in her house and she scares Erica. Oh Williams. my God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or one of them says something like, I look like that before my facelift. You know, that's kind of like, that's, I want someone to say that when they see Michael Myers. So Portia is iconic and I need her around forever. She, she really entertains me. 
Um, and I've had a real resurgence, or I did at least, I think in season nine. Yeah, I think it was the eight reunion, maybe. When Kyle got her teeth done, I think she looks breathtakingly good. Did she get her teeth done? Yes, 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 oh. yes. Um, <laughs> season, I think it was, I think it was the eight reunion that was the first time that she, she, like, we saw them. And then obviously nine onwards, but they are perfect. They're so white and just so nicely lined like it's probably just composite bonding um but i just find her quite mesmerizing to look at um because of her teeth now so yeah she is beautiful i'll give her that so we have on one hand you've so we have on one hand you've watched 10 seasons of beverly hills which is incredible it's a lot of telly on the other hand we have this new entry into the housewives world salt lake city which is only in its first season how yeah. do you feel about Salt Lake City? You mentioned earlier you'd actually forgotten to watch one or you'd forgotten about it a bit. Where are you with it? I was obsessed with the first two or three episodes and I think they knew what they were doing, you know, even just casting Mary and having that story of someone being like, oh, okay, what's Salt Lake City about? Oh my God, there's this woman who's married to her granddad. Like, that's it. That's what draws you straight in. Um, and so I think the first two or three episodes, I was just mesmerised because... I guess in my head, I have this very, which probably most people do, have this very simple view of, you know, Mormons almost as if they were like sister wife type things who live, you know, walk around with hoods, like just totally not the right idea of what a Mormon is. I thought it was just very one dimensional when obviously, as is the case with every, well, the vast majority of religions, there is so much difference and nuance and whatever else. So, um, that was, I think I just firstly found it interesting because I knew so little about Mormonism. Actually, you realise that half of them aren't Mormons anyway and they've just like, they're all from such different backgrounds. You've got Meredith's ridiculous drawl and the fact that Jen has um, converted to Islam with her husband, for her husband. So that was all just interesting anyway. So the first three episodes, I would say were fab. Then I kind of was just like, okay, it's another one of those um, franchises where they're like, Take, like Beverly Hills has been victim of the last few seasons, taking one one issue and dragging it out for the whole time, you know, of like, oh, okay, so Mary said that thing about Jen Smiling of Hospital, and that was like the first four episodes. Um, so I fell out of love, I guess, and just not deliberately, but forgot to watch the last two or three. But then last night's episode was so entertaining. And then when she threw the glass and Lisa was like, I thought she was going to pick up Whitney and throw Whitney, which (laughs) I find Lisa so like mostly unintentionally funny, but that was actually funny. Yeah. And um, when her son, she was like, do you want me to cook anything for you? And Jack, I think her like 15, 16 year old son said, um, no, I don't really have the appetite for a um, microwave hot dog at the moment, but thanks, mom. And it's just like, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Or even um, just Meredith's, as you say, Meredith's weird drawl and her habit of saying, I'm done engaging. I won't I'm, be done, engaging I'm not engaging in this conversation I'm, right I'm, now. I'm done engaging with this. It's like, it's become <laughs> like her catchphrase, which I think is so <laughs> funny because on Housewives, they'll either say, I'm not doing this, or they'll keep going for her to be like, I'm done engaging. It's real therapy yeah, speak. It just sends totally me when she agree. says that. Totally agree. And it's the fact that it's clearly not shoehorned in, which is so great. You know, it, drag race falls foul of this so much nowadays that they're all so aware that they can make such a big book on having a catchphrase that most of them now will say stuff for clout. Whereas I don't think she is at all. Um, she just says it, which is great. I very much am back on the saddle of Salt Lake now. Like I'm really looking forward to next week when when Jen's gonna like splash the water at them. Jen is an absolute nightmare, but the season would not be what it is without her. Like they need, you know, in a way that like Brandy was needed for a lot of the Beverly Hills season she was in because she was chaos. Like I think Jen is the same. You need a live wire kind of person, even for the first. Even to, you need a live wire person to just kind of get everyone else a little bit shook, even if they're not as chaotic. Totally, totally. And the editors did Whitney so dirty with (laughs) trying to tell that story. Okay, let me reset. Let me reset. You know I'm a straight shooter, Jen. And you know I always, and like she's she's like, let me do it again and just do it all again. And then um, they just left it all in because most shows are like, oh, that's too long. Could they were like, you can just let that run because that will will hang her out to dry. Oh my god, that was she was so wasted. Do you know what though? I was watching that and I this is so sad. 
not like every drinks responsibly everyone but that whole thing made me miss just a really messy night out where that kind of thing would happen oh, do you know what i mean totally and literally <laughs> I, I tweeted last week saying how much i miss goss from like from nights out and like finding out and like that slight anxiety the next yeah. day and just that that's what i mean like waking up the next morning and being like oh god like that someone needs to apologize to that person i probably ought to have a word with this one that's just like as long as you've not yeah. crossed the line that's where that's what i'm missing um just like a little bit of drama hopefully not with me involved but me in a close enough proximity to it that i can like Adjacent. enjoy what's going on yeah yeah um an ally of drama um so <laughs> i thought i thought i'm like the cut shot where Whitney was slurring her words and then her husband was just playing golf on his own on the on the putting green. Like, it was just so funny. Um, I think the funniest was her when they all dispersed and they had that, that tiny, like, fleeting scene of Whitney out on the drive through or out in the golf thing with her husband being like, they don't want to be honest. So I'm just, I, and she's getting really upset over oh nothing. I'm like, yeah. oh my, that's only when you're a certain kind of drunk do you take things that personally and everything is yeah. just, I just feel like, and you're like, hang on. That is the booze talking. You are not yeah. going to feel like And that she tomorrow. also said something along the lines of like, they don't want to be honesty. As in she, her sentence wasn't yes. that syntax was wrong. <laughs> they transcribed that on screen for our pleasure. And also watching her, watching her dance was, oh, I don't know. Pop parties are problematic on Housewives sometimes because you get all these white women who arrive and they're like, I'm down. And I'm like, oh God, yeah, you're right. That episode kind of, brought me back into the salt lake fold and that is kind of what happens with housewives sometimes they either they either come in hot dwindle a bit and then heat it up around the time of a cast trip or they start off slow and it just goes like a runaway train about halfway which through which is so. what sounds like potomac has become yeah for sure um, which i can't wait to catch up towards yeah Oh my god, once you get to season four and five of Atomic, your wig is going to be in. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> You've mentioned a good bit, like seeing stuff on social media, on your timeline, all the kind yeah. of thing. And obviously, you are very good at social media. You love a meme. You love finding random yeah. videos and helping them become viral sensations. And you've often kind of talked about things that are, in your mind, iconic. So yeah. I'm curious, when it comes to Housewives in general... What are some of the iconic memes and moments for you that you always see online? So, and who is, who is iconic in Housewives as well? Yeah, okay. So it's hard because some things were so... It depends where they've come from, right? So I think some have been so painful that, like, when I didn't know them out of context, like, it would be such a good phrase when Camille's like, but now we said it. But then yeah. I feel like because of the context in which that's said and it's all the stuff with Taylor and Russell, yeah. it, I feel it's very uncomfortable now seeing that being banded about so much. I think a lot of people maybe don't know the context and just think it's a funny video. And then a lot of people do know the context and use it. And that just kind of makes me feel a bit uncomfortable in the same way as um, now kind of seeing um, – some of the kind of uh, Rose McGowan ones or other people, you know, some of them are very funny because they're in all right in context. But when you see people just really going through it, whether it's like mental health struggles or obviously with Taylor and Russell, it was domestic abuse. It, it, it obviously takes any possible joy away. So like that would yeah. have been, but isn't. Um, again, with like Taylor screaming across the table, that obviously has been memed so much with the cat and stuff, but that's just something that I've stayed clear of because I, I find that quite uncomfortable um i obviously the lisa glass smash and then the whole like asmr that they've made out of that like that is oh that was t kyle that was t kyle actually who made that shout out to t kyle i don't think he listens but he's a legend oh. so he, he had a website called that i think is still actually just doesn't update it much called reality tv gifts and he was kind of one of the first people to really get into like right. gifts and memes of housewives and he did that asmr video kind of on a whim a few years ago and it just it's oh, one of those videos that comes back up all the time and he'll kind of joke on instagram he'll be like if i had watermarked this at the time like like he you wouldn't make money off it but he would have so, benefited from it because he's always like there it is again like it's just one of those perennial yeah, classics yeah, yeah, yeah. it is literally for me one of those internet videos that i'm like it's canon <laughs> oh it 100 percent is canon yeah um i think also I'm going to describe this wrong, but there was one thing where, um, so obviously you know my best mate, Ash, 
Um, she has fallen way behind, but she was watching Beverly Hills at the same time as I was to start with. And there was a bit where um, I think it was Taylor had a, um, not a psychiatrist, like a medium type, but it was just her. It wasn't, they weren't at a dinner with Kyle's medium. It was just oh, yeah. those two. And she said the medium when Taylor was meant to have her eyes closed or as she was walking off said something on the lines of like, oh, I had a chat with Princess Diana or someone that's dead. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I talked to this person. And it absolutely sent me an ash because Taylor's face was just like, what is she talking about? And then when she was meant <laughs> to have her eyes closed, this woman was spouting all this shit and Taylor like just opened her eyes a bit and kind of looked at the camera and then looked around to see if the woman was looking at her. And it's just little discreet things that like aren't big widespread iconic memes, but really, really entertaining. Um, ooh, iconic. Um, I think what isn't iconic is Kyle doing oh. the splits at every event. It makes me cringe <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so I love how you had to put that in there. You were like, just a, a moment of things. You know what's not iconic? <laughs> because I, uh, up until, like I say, like the last season, season and a half, I've been pretty hard team Kyle, but it just is so uncomfortable. Like, we know you can do the splits, okay? Like, whatever. Um, I think the, um, the one at... Was it, yeah, Kyle's costume party, uh, season nine or 10, Denise was in it, where they go, she's coming. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I think one of my favourites, and I've said this to Joe Gum when he was on, but I, I've i loved last season just all the times people went, Denise. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> and Erica going, Denise. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why it's so funny to me. Just, but, so those are that's all kind of Beverly Hills, which is great because you've watched so much of it, so you know the whole world. But I'm curious because obviously you mentioned they're seeing certain memes out of context, and I've just noticed. Say, I know you sort of you've watched a good bit of Atlantic, maybe not up to date with it. Like I find it so interesting how like Nini leaks has always been quotable, but in the last year, Nini videos have taken, like, I mean, I always think of Ira Madison who always uses like, it's getting weird, but people are always using these Nini clips, like random moments. Beyond belief, as in like, um, Stefan Burton, who I follow on Twitter and Instagram actually, he's so funny. He's literally like a hairstylist, but he's just, he's always posted Nini stuff as like reactions to things. And I just know they're so funny when I click on them. And the one that kills me every time is um, not me. No, certainly not I in the reunion. (laughs) (laughs) The syntax of that is so entertaining. And then obviously that it's getting weird. And like when she's being gifted the watch by that white man, and it's just so <laughs> the full scene because I had seen the full that episode years ago, oh. and it's getting weird has become a meme. But when you watch the full scene now, it's just and then she's like, "But I'm going to get this watch." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's and getting also, weird. I also love the um, oh, what's the woman she's being? It's not on the show. It's when Nini's being interviewed, and she goes, uh, "It's you know, it's like well, good for her, certainly." Um, You'll know what I mean. You've definitely seen it. Um, yeah, that rings a bell. I, yeah. Or whatever it is. Well, good for her. Um, she can continue <laughs> doing that. She's so quick on on the way that she replies. I love um, um it's a really random one, but it, and it's I think from like the first season even, where <laughs> why would someone take something that's just pure innocent fun and try and make <laughs> <Yeah>. it drama? <laughs> one just like, makes me laugh so much because it's I, just oh, or even actually. Uh, <laughs> Joe Gunn and Ira Madison always use this one too, and it always sends me. It's, um, <laughs> well, what an amazing evening. I didn't realize I had so many close friends. <laughs> She's I, like, live it. Oh, and I completely forgot. I always, no, 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 it's just, I always, always want to use it. But um, it's in my bookmarks of, it was one of, one of, uh, one of Candy's taglines one season. And it's, oh, I may be small, but my empire keeps on growing. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's I know what you mean. At the start of her tagline, oh. like, she's in the studio, and it's like overlaid. And, like, oh. and it's... <laughs> That's a really good candy. That's really good. That's how she sounds. <laughs> I may be small, but my empire keeps on growing. <laughs> oh. that is going to be stuck on my head for days now just that little sound I'll bite. You as well, it's 
like literally so accessible. I just always see my bookmarks. I'm like, I need to find a way to use this in a way that I can't stop using the Jerry Halliwell. I am for real. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> no way I love how this is low key. You just say a uh, singing podcast now. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> my check one, two. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Mariah. It's like the way Mariah sings phrases when she's being interviewed. This, this is something I love to ask everybody because every time it's just each, every, each person has such a different approach to this one. So I'm curious where you're going to land. Um, so you, you, you have the opportunity to throw a housewife's dinner party and you can have five people from the Royal Housewives world involved. It can be five Real Housewives. It could be friends of, it could be the husbands, it could be a side character. Five people, who are you inviting and why? Okay. I don't want to go boring with this. So I'm not going to be like, okay. Kyle, an LVP. And because that I would like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'd be great. But I would have, um, oh my God, what was she even called? The... Clairvoyant woman from a dinner party from hell. Alison. Alison Dubois. Mm-hmm. I know um, that. I would, I would have <laughs> know that um, because I think she, she maybe, yeah, I think she would emotionally fulfill that dinner. Um, <laughs> and I think I would have, so who would compliment Alison Dubois? <laughs> I think. A vape, a giant vape. Another seat. For her electric cigarette. Yes. Queen of vaping. Uh, queen of... She invented vaping. <laughs> Holly could never. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, I would have... Now, see, it's interesting because I'm only on season one of Potomac. So my opinions are probably quite different to other people's. I was quite taken to start with by Giselle. I think because she's beaut, but also I just thought she was relatively normal whereas I know everyone's obsessed with Karen now but to start with it just seems she was so obsessed with all these rules and regulations that felt a bit weird so I would maybe invite Giselle just because I feel like at least as where I've got with her so far I feel like I'll get on with her um I don't want you to react to that because I feel like this could come back to back <laughs> I actually don't I'm I don't know what happens <laughs> in future seasons and I've deliberately like muted stuff because I do not want to know what happens in future seasons um so yeah, her. Then I would have Maurizio just because I feel like he only ever goes to dinner parties now when he's on a really suitable level of being high. And I feel like he'd just have some fun sweet that he could give me um, and the table. I would invite Anwar Hadid so that I could talk to him about what on earth he's doing with all his like anti-vax thing. <laughs> Um, maybe Dua Lipa can can stop by at the end she can come along as well and give a small performance um, of any section of Studio 2054 she's Um, a night's entertainment (laughs) um, I would have Jamie Lee Curtis so that I could get Maurizio to apologise on Kyle's behalf for how she projected her uh, on the show I would have Hmm, who else? I would have Portia. Uh, okay. Portia, no, Kyle's daughter or Portia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Daughter, daughter Portia. Okay, uh, daughter Portia. <laughs> although, I adore grown-up Portia now, Atlanta Portia. So, okay, grown-up grown up Portia. <laughs> and who else would I want? I would have um, Riley Burris as well, just because I think she's quite iconic. I would have Candy's daughter. Okay, we've had that's quite a long list. It's a very eclectic. It's about six. Quite a family, quite a family affair. It is, but like, what's the point, you know, in just being like, well, I really like Erica, so I'd have her circa season six. Like, that's just boring, isn't it? Let's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the commitment to a an eclectic dinner party that says a lot about your hosting skills i'm sure yeah, <laughs> and my love for chaos <laughs> yeah I, a little column a little column b obviously the ultimate question for any housewives fan is what would your tagline be i've had a few over the years that i've thought about and fallen out of whatever i saw someone said on twitter you know like I may be a bottom, but I'll always end up on top. It's just, I find that so entertaining. Um, yeah. But we were talking with our friend Jack China yesterday, and mm-hmm. genuinely, my favorite um, is 
you can't spell meme without me. And I just think it is so <laughs> That is good. Yeah, it's is good. so good. Um, and if we wanted layers to it, you know, like a Gemma Collins twist, you can't spell meme without me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be Gemma's actual. Um, that, that would be Gemma's real housewives. Can't spell meme without me. Yeah, you can't spell meme without me because I just think it's quite like the first time you hear it is quite a gag. Um, I will say I think Lisa's is really good on Salt Lake City, given that she owned that tequila brand. Um, you can't don't take cheap shots and expect to wake up without a hangover, or you can't take you know, is really good. Yeah, it's um, a funny one. And there's some good ones over the years, aren't there? The crown is heavy, darling. Best to leave it where it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're just so stupid. (laughs) I do want like a really cheesy one. Like, I might be part of Jack and Joe, but now it's my time to go. Something like really, (laughs) really awful like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, I might be a non-famous singer, but I'll never be out of tune with the public. That's a little too long, but I like the singer element. So, like, maybe it could be you want so it needs to be something like I always hit the right note, or like I don't know. Maybe Um, you just need to do candy and go. (laughs) 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 That's freakishly good. Like, I could isolate that audio. The way like she wobbles with her hand to her head because she's holding the headphones. She's just oh, <laughs> oh, oh, and I would invite Mama Joyce obviously to dinner party. So we're going back to dinner party and we're adding another family member. Great. Just so okay. that there was like cool. a real, real argument, like something iconic. Because I'm I'm thinking of my dinner party not for my enjoyment at home, but for television. Yeah, actually, every time I asked, every time I asked people, you can hear people's brain going. Do I want a dramatic evening or do I want to have fun? Right. And I'm like, yeah, right. you kind of ha- can only have one really if it's real housewives. Mine was dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. They're not my dream. Like they're not my favorite housewives or friends of at all. Um, but they would make for some iconic telly. That is true. So at the moment, you are up to date Beverly Hills. You've started Potomac. You've a good bit of Atlanta under your belt from back in the day. You're watching Salt Lake City. What is yes. next for you on the Real Housewives journey? So fly through Potomac, catch up all the way to season five, obviously before season six comes so that I can watch that live with the girls. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think, and I will keep Salt Lake every week because obviously that's not a large commitment. Um, then mm-hmm. I will watch New York, I think. Um mm-hmm. At some point, I'm going to also watch Melbourne and Sydney because I've been told they're trash, but like they're not very long. Obviously, there's only like one or two seasons, so they won't take me too long. And then alongside, whenever Ash and I are together, we watch uh, Cheshire. So we're like halfway through season one. Oh, I've actually not seen any of Cheshire. It's 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 fun. And also it's set like it's not that far from where I'm from. So I think that's why I have an affinity towards oh. it. Oh, yeah. You feel like you could uh, be on it one day as a friend of. Well, Hi, truly. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, am I more milk? Um, so yeah, and also because I do some teaching, um, there are some of my some of the kids that I teach are from like around that area, so it'd be nice to get better acquainted with it. Yeah, you you'd be with the parents. You know, I've watched a lot of documentaries about the area. <laughs> I heard like season one of Housewives of Cheshire. I've been doing some research on the property in Cheshire. <laughs> Turns on ITVB. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a friend who's from Jersey, as in like the British Isle, um, yeah. who watched like episode one or two of this new one and said that it was absolutely atrocious. Um, so at some point, maybe I'll watch that. But um, yes, yes. So for people who maybe don't know, there's now a Real Housewives of Jersey, which, as you say, is part of the British Isles, not Jersey, like New not Jersey, Jersey, Jersey America, et yeah, yeah, yeah. which is on ITV in the UK. It's just really hard in Ireland. It's very like some of us can get ITV on certain things, and oh, it's, okay. not gonna, it's not on Hey You. So I don't know, and people might not know about that, but it is out there if you have ITVB. Yeah. So I think at some point I will want to branch out and watch a lot. Um, I think I don't really know that I ever have it in me to watch Orange County, largely because. I think so many of them are Republican that Mm -hmm. I just think there's no joy to be had with that. I mean, I know obviously like we found out, you know, since I didn't know much about David Foster at the time, I know he's like a big Republican donor, whatever, not that I ever particularly liked him, but I did like Yolanda. Um, But I just think if I'm going into something fresh and there's so many seasons and there's that knowledge that 
they probably like are quite anti my existence low-key like I just there's no <laughs> fun there's no fun to be had watching that for me um yeah. I think I will watch Dallas at some point because I've been told that's quite enjoyable um and I will probably watch Jersey event like New Jersey eventually um, I think you'd like New Jersey and even I always say to people I'm not the world's biggest New Jersey fan now but the first two seasons of early New Jersey are like iconic Real Housewives. They're just, you could almost watch them on their own because uh, Danielle Staub, who's in those two seasons, she leaves after that season, doesn't come back for yeah. years. So like this, a lot of the story feels kind of completed up until two. Obviously you can go on and there's way more to it, but like yeah. those first, the first season finale and the first season reunion of Jersey are some of the best reality TV ever made. Like it's just, oh, wow. that's where the table flip comes from. Yeah. Okay, and just okay. all the cliches of Caroline Manzo being like, we're a family. You disrespected my family. I, I will never talk to you again, Teresa. Like that kind of energy. It's just, I don't love it as much nowadays the way some people do, but those early seasons are truly iconic. What's your favorite season ever? Favorite season or city? Yeah, n- no season. So like, for instance, like Potomac season five or like... Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I... Potomac season five is definitely up there and probably probably like season eight or nine of New York. There was a period where New York has always been What's good. New York like, now? Is it 12, 13? I think we've just had, I want to say 12. Yeah. I could be, I mean, I could be a year wrong. But there was a period where Bethany comes back in season seven of New York and from like seven through to like... 10 11 every season was just it wasn't just because of bethany it was a lot of other things but like it was just a shift in the show in general and from that point on every season you're like this is top tier housewives like it's just so good season five of atlanta is similar to and the most recent season was still good it was a little less exciting than one before but it still had lots of great stuff the new york women are just a law unto themselves they really are so they always they always delivered zwalling Okay, fantastic. And yeah, the like when Portia and Kenya came into Atlanta, which was season five of Atlanta. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any worse or any better, but it was such a high bar to start with. Yeah, oh, like their beef in the early days was iconic, and oh, I, I just it was it was amazing. It's just so good, and I am gonna I am gonna get back to it because it feels so weird to me that like obviously everyone talking about Sheree a lot nowadays. She's she's having a like Sheree-naissance. Um, and <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't plan that either. Wow, Sharon Asons. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very Chantel naming her debut album Chantelligence Energy, isn't it? Um, but I, um, it feels weird to not really know much about Kim or Sheree, given that they were both, you know, relatively important in the history of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, so at some point I will definitely go back to scratch and, and watch that. Do you enjoy Vanderpump Rules? I do. I came to it late. I started watching like season five or six and the most recent season wasn't good. And I do think it's at a bit of a crossroads. They've lost so many key cast because, members. Yeah, exactly. Because of racism and all this other annoying yeah. bullshit that they do and they deserve the consequences they're getting. So I would lo- kind of like to go back and watch the first few seasons because people rave about it, but also... I have such history with them from now where I'm like, would I even want to watch? I mean, the thing about Emma Rules is they're all awful. And when the show is at its best is when they're being awful. So in a way, it isn't like other shows where you root for people they're all the anti-hero on Vanderpump Rules because they're okay. all low-key kind of awful. So yeah. it is it is kind of iconic. It's a very different show to Housewives. I always joke that Vanderpump Rules is like the hills if they all stayed on television and stayed partying too long. Like if they'd right. stayed in that world and never grown up because it's just... Right. It has this, they're all like wannabe actors who didn't make it or models who never got their shot and they're just yeah, all so yeah, sweaty yeah. for fame and they're just so horrible. It's it's fascinating. It is fascinating. I think I'll watch that. I mean, I add it to the big long list, but my priorities right, are yeah. very housewives based and there's no program that I'm desperate to watch that I'm, you know, other than what Housewives that I'm yet to watch, if that makes sense. Maybe I'm going to watch Succession at some point, but other than that, I think very much just Housewives. Yeah, but it's funny. Sometimes I watch Succession, I'm like, this is just the real Housewives for HBO fans. Like, it's the same kind of conflict. It's rich people being awful. I'm like, not far off Housewives, to be honest. Not far off. Before we finish up, before we wrap up today, where can people find you on the internet and where can they find your stuff and all that? 
So they can find me in a hey you hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so largely Twitter and Instagram at Jack Remington, um, two M's, not like the shaver. I am going to be doing some more videos when the world allows with Ash on our YouTube channel. <gasps> Very excited yes. to get that bag picked back up again um, as soon as possible and as soon as is allowed and safe. Um, and I'm going to be starting a Instagram live um, partnership with someone who you know, actually, I can't say yet, but um, <gasps> we... Kyle Richards. And Yes, it's Kyle Richards. Uh, <laughs> uh and, um which will be on sunday evenings which will be really cute and fun and hopefully just being a bit of much needed happiness um and then possibly um some other podcast stuff but yeah you'll be able to find out all about those kind of things on my instagram and twitter so um and you have music as well and we should point out you are you yeah, are a musician. yeah i am a musician um it's kind of it feels almost like i'm not because this last year obviously we've had all our gigs cancelled and stuff because of miss rona um yeah so uh, yeah we have some bookings put in towards the end of this year when things are hopefully going to be able to at least do some level of live events again um obviously everything is very tentative but yeah so joel i'm a part of a duo jack and joel and we have a youtube together and an instagram and jack and joel um so we've been writing stuff and we've got lots of fun covers and things um yeah, it's it's a weird one with that because obviously we can't even rehearse together and you can't really rehearse online when you're apart because of the lag and stuff. So it's very much just yeah. pause, but it is also very much a passion. So that will definitely get picked up when we're allowed to. You should do a series, a cover, a series of covers, and all the songs are Real Housewives <gasps> songs. So like, feeling joy. Money dump camp on your class. Yeah. Eric, you could do an Erica Jane medley. Oh, like Melissa it. Gorga from Jersey oh, had a really no. funny song. I could do um oh! <laughs> just over and over. You could create a song out of that. <laughs> Candy has remember. Don't think I'm not. Candy was coming through with the fire in the early two thousands. Um, but nothing for me will be oh. I'm maybe I am packing song. <laughs> oh my god you have like i won't be able to look at candy the same way because you really <laughs> that in your head oh my god okay well jack remington you have lots on your tv viewing plate so i'm glad you were able to take any time <laughs> i'm glad you were able to take any time out to talk to me today thank you so much for coming on housewives and me thank you so much for having me all right that was jack remington on housewives and me of course you can catch him on social media instagram and twitter he is some man for the memes he is a true comedy genius if you ask me thank you so much for joining us for the show today if you enjoyed it and you're on apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating and a review it helps hugely you can follow the show on at housewives of me on twitter and instagram you can follow me on it's connor Bean on twitter and instagram too if that's to your liking we'll be back next week with another super episode just for you until then thank you so much for listening stay safe and i'll talk to you soon